Good day, listeners. Welcome to episode 48 of You Got This. I hope everyone's doing well out there. If you're new, I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm happy to have you back. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, I'm gonna do my spiel. You Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself and the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word you with a Y, but you have permission to make the you whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. That's not a replacement for therapy. On the podcast, we keep it real and we keep it light. It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need it, please do what you gotta do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me and it matters to the folks around you too. Alrighty, Uh, first off, happy LGBTQIA and beyond (laughs) Pride Month, folks. Uh, We're in a new month fresh start. It's summertime uh, on my side of town at least. Last episode, we did a whole 11-11 thing. Um, This episode's dropping on 6-5, which adds up to 11. So that's cool. Um, The episode number didn't add up this time around, but it does add up to 12. So on the bright side, that step up can be seen as progress. (laughs) Keep going and growing. of course, as we know, there's still quite a lot happening around the world that needs fixing. And it's not up to us to solve all of it, but everybody can do a little something where they are with what they have and what they know. So let's continue keeping ourselves well, whatever that looks like, and keep uplifting others to do the same. Um, not only that, but in honor of Pride Month and let's all be safe and brave spaces for people to live freely and thrive as their authentic selves. Yeah. Um, Okay. Other than that, (laughs) going to keep the intro short and sweet. Uh, For folks who are familiar with the coaching and healing work that I do, you'll know that Carl Jung, um, some folks say Carl Jung, uh, (laughs) I highly revere his wisdom. Uh, The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. Uh, That's a quote of his that's become an affirmation and almost like a mantra, um, quite frankly, for me and for my business. (laughs) So I figured today might be a nice time to get a quick little educational, you know, little history lesson, which is perhaps a refresher for some uh, about this gentleman and his psychology around what it means to be your authentic self. So you'll be hearing an excerpt from a talk by a group called Pursuit of One. And it's called The Psychology of Carl Jung and Becoming Your True Self. For folks like me who enjoy educational content, that's a little quirky. (laughs) I think this will really resonate. Uh, And I know this is a stretch, but I think we can also kind of tie this in with pride, um, with expressing your true self and all that jazz. And it's also a nice change of pace (laughs) since it's been a few episodes since y'all have heard a voice other than mine. Uh, If you happen to be new, 
if this is your first time tuning in. Uh, we love independent thinking here and exploring different perspectives in order to formulate our own. Such is universal consciousness, such is authentic living, which is why alongside hearing from me uh, a bit in the intros and of course the energy readings, uh, and sometimes for the full episode if I'm feeling <laughs> really chatty, uh, I'll typically sprinkle in uh, curated content that I found that resonates for me, uh, not only to share insights for listeners to learn from elsewhere, uh, but perhaps expose folks to a perspective they hadn't heard or considered before. Uh, And it also doesn't hurt to give people who are out there creating really awesome, uh, transformative slash transformational (laughs) content, more exposure, right? So on that note, let's dive in. Go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Also, if you'd like, be sure to stay tuned for the energy reading after the sponsor message. Be safe and stay well. Put simply, the primary objective of Jung's career was to understand the nature of the psyche and then develop theories and methods to aid in the integration of all its components so to create a singular, unified state of wholeness. In this context, the psyche here simply refers to the complete personality of the individual, including feelings, thoughts, and behaviors, the combination of the unconscious and conscious mind. The continuous striving toward integrating the psyche through a process of self-realization and becoming a maximized, authentic individual for Jung was the fundamental goal of life and psychological understanding. Man's task, he wrote, is to become conscious of the contents that press upward from the unconscious. As far as we can discern, the sole purpose of human existence is to kindle a light in the darkness of mere being. For Jung, there is a constant interplay between the unconscious and conscious realms of the psyche which combine to create our complete personality. Most of this, however, develops and exists in the unconscious realm beneath our immediate awareness and control. Thus, a significant portion of who we really are, what we really like and are capable of, and the reasons we do the things we do, persist within a realm we don't actively understand or have access to. And so, in order to come into a more authentic and complete state of being, the individual must attempt to make this portion of the psyche conscious by tapping into it and integrating it into the whole of their awareness. Jung would call this process individuation. In order to better understand this, it is important to understand Jung's model of the psyche, which he divided, starting with the broader dimensions, into consciousness, personal unconsciousness, and collective unconsciousness. Breaking each of these three realms down, consciousness is, as one would typically think of it, the realm of personal awareness where one identifies explicitly and knowingly with themselves. At the core of this is another structure Jung identified, the ego. The ego sits at the center of consciousness and provides a sense of personal distinction, creating the story one tells themselves about themselves in order to maintain continuity in their identity. The ego is expressed in the conscious realm by what Jung called the persona, which is the outward efforts of appearance which the individual actively displays to the world. This persona, however, is often disjointed from the individual's true self as it displays the character that one thinks or wants to be according to what the ego deems is appropriate to a particular society and role, and not what is true to who the individual actually is. In order to execute and maintain this suitable appearance and self-esteem, the ego filters various components of personal experience and selfhood either into or away from the conscious dimension. 
What it filters away and restricts, it represses and sends down into the unconscious realm. One of Jung's most unique and profound insights that differentiates him most notably from other psychologists is how, from here, he separated the unconscious into two distinct structures, the personal unconscious and the collective unconscious. The personal unconscious fits similarly into the ideas already understood and proposed by Freud and others of the time, in which, after the ego represses and disregards undesirable aspects of experience and selfhood, these aspects are stored and concealed here, just beneath normal awareness. They still, however, continue to actively affect and interact back and forth with consciousness. The collective unconscious, however, differentiates from the personal unconscious and other prior conceptions of the psyche in that, according to Jung, it contains and facilitates universal elements that are inherited through the sum total of human history, similar, in some sense, to how biological evolution works. Man has developed consciousness slowly and laboriously in a process that took untold ages to reach the civilized state, and this evolution is far from complete, for large areas of the human mind are still shrouded in darkness," wrote Jung. As a result of each generation of human offspring essentially imitating the behaviors of the previous generation to at least some degree, an unbroken chain of psychological imitation is formed, going all the way back to the beginning of human history. Thus, a sort of reservoir of psychological predispositions, structures, and memories that have been formed by this chain is automatically inherited by each human being. Jung found this to be empirically demonstrable in both his own professional psychiatric practice, finding recurring similarities in the unconscious of a vast number of his patients, as well as his historical and mythological research in which he noticed that similar motifs, symbols, and themes that appeared in his patients' unconscious also were prevalent and consistent across art, myths, and literature within different cultures of different times, even though these cultures often never even encountered one another. In Jung's view, these shared motifs, symbols, and themes were expressions of the various psychic structures consistent across humanity, which he called archetypes. These archetypes, in Jung's model of the psyche, essentially form the basis of the individual's personality by predisposing specific cognitive tendencies. Within the combined unconscious, Jung would refer to all the repressed, denied, and unknown content which the ego does not want to identify with as the shadow. Lastly, sort of nested within the shadow, is what Jung broke down into the animus and anima, which specifically referred to the suppressed feminine qualities in a male, anima, and the suppressed masculine qualities in a female, animus. According to Jung, all the aforementioned structures of the psyche work together in active circulation to ultimately form what lies at the center, the self, the combined authentic totality of the unconscious and conscious. The self is who the individual actually is, what they actually desire, what they actually like, what they are actually capable of, and so on. Simply put, getting the ego and a high degree of the persona as close to this as possible is the goal of individuation and ultimately a fulfilled life. Whether it's through methods like therapy, introspection, personal development toward authenticity, or some combination, ultimately, for Jung, it is the task of the individual to determine and strive toward this. In all cases, this sort of self-realization requires an effort of radical self-acceptance, and radical self-acceptance requires an effort of radical self-honesty. In order to actively move deeper into the psyche, each opportunity one takes to examine a personal feeling, thought, or action, they must attempt to do so by accepting the complete 
and often undesirable potentiality of what it truly indicates about themselves, that they are not always who they think or hope they are. Each of these capitalized opportunities, personal or professional, is like a small step down the stairwell into the unconscious. As one goes further down, however, as they confront these deeper and darker elements of their being hidden in the basement, they must, in Jungian terms, work to integrate their shadow, the breath of their potential faults and wickedness, as opposed to rushing back up the stairs and denial. One shadow does not disappear by looking away from it, in the same way one cannot literally evade the light-casted shadow of their body by outrunning it, there is no move or evasive tactic that separates the individual from their psychological shadow. The danger, rather, is in the attempt to do so, the ignorance and denial of it. Good does not become better by being exaggerated, but worse, and a small evil becomes a big one through being disregarded and repressed. The shadow is very much a part of human nature, and it is only at night that no shadows exist wrote Jung. Awareness of one's dark side allows one to more appropriately manage and recognize it when it sneaks up the stairs uninvited. One must know of a problem to be able to fix it, and it is an act of healing to admit that one is sick. Although self-acceptance and authenticity is perhaps simple and obvious enough sounding, the act of actually working towards radical self-acceptance and individuation is, of course, far from simple and obvious. In the absolute sense, it is almost certainly impossible. In the above average sense, it is still perhaps life's greatest and most difficult endeavor. To truly and honestly accept your downfalls, weaknesses, potential evils, and shameful or unpopular interests and qualities, to admit what you see, fear, or hate in others is and could be inside of you, to admit to yourself that you are not and will never be completely who you think and want to be, that you are not as good as you had hoped, and to confront what your mind has worked a lifetime to keep from itself is a task that literally shakes the very core of the psyche. However, it is perhaps proportionally essential for a fulfilled and complete life. Ultimately, Jung's work provides insights, theories, and methods to help the individual move through this process toward not only potentially gaining access to fixing the bugs in their navigation system, but also, in some sense, access to the controls where now they can better input the destination coordinates according to where they actually can and want to go. This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you've got this. Hey there, welcome to the energy reading for episode 48. Super grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time and a heads up if it is. These are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one, so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you, and that's okay. That just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear, and maybe the next one will be for you. You have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't. Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. 
energy is all good on my end. If you need a minute to get everything feeling good on your end, feel free to pause and do what you got to do and come back when you're ready. Since we're on the first episode of June and the sixth month of the calendar year, and since four plus eight is 12 and 12 divided by two is six, (laughs) I think I'm going to use six decks for the reading today. I've already blessed and shuffled the cards that I'm using for our energy reading. So just a quick shout out to the artist before we get started. We've got the Universal Weight Tarot by A.E. Weight and Pamela Coleman-Smith. The Sun and Moon Tarot by Vanessa Decord. The Wild Unknown Pocket Tarot by Kim Kranz. The Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray. The Daily Crystal Inspiration Oracle by Heather Askenasi. And last but certainly not least, The Sacred Destiny Oracle by Denise Lin. Hi, folks. Let's see what's in the cards for us today. Welcome, welcome. As I mentioned uh, in the energy reading intro, I've got six decks and uh, three of those are tarot, three of those are oracle. Uh, If you are new, the noise that you're hearing in the back is just me doing some additional shuffling of the cards and that's so we get random messages that either fly out or gently fall out uh, of each of the decks and that's what we consider as guidance from spirit for the reading. So, ooh, cool. Uh, so let's see what we get. Uh, as far as how many cards, it would be cool uh, if I got six <laughs> just to be able to breeze through this one from each deck. But I mean, two just kind of came out from the Universal Tarot. So I'll take it. Uh, cool. So the first card that we have is, well, cards rather. <laughs> we have the Ten of Swords and we also have the Strength card. Okay. So we got a little bit of major arcana and some minor arcana up in here. Um, This is also really interesting because like with um, the major arcana and the minor arcana that we have here, it's like, well, well, actually, you know, let me start. If you are new (laughs) with major arcana and minor arcana, let me bring you up to speed first before I paint the picture. Um, Major arcana is like main characters or major themes that you can encounter uh, in a tarot deck. And so that's what the strength card is that we got here. Um, And the 10 of swords is what we would consider as minor arcana. It's more of kind of like descriptors uh, in a sense. that are in a tarot deck. And also these cards have the elements. And so we got the 10 of swords here and swords is air energy. That's thoughts, mindset, communication. Um, We'll see what we get from the other tarot decks, but just in case it doesn't, you know, come to come to fruition uh, that all the other elements come out. There's also pentacles, which is earth that has to do with like worth assets, um, could be abundance, you know, and kind of our, our physical sort of reality, if you will. Cups, that's water, that's emotions and relationships. And then there's fire, uh, which is passion, energy itself, and also motivation. So again, we got the 10 of swords, air energy, thoughts, mindset, communication. Um, 
And the number 10, uh, like if we tie in numerology, typically it means like reaching some sort of an end point. It could be the end of a cycle or reaching some sort of a goal or with some tarot cards, it's kind of like a breaking point in a sense. Uh, and and that's typically actually what it means with the 10 of wands <laughs> and also the 10 of swords. Um, yeah, with the Ten of Swords in Tarot, the artwork on this card, it shows it shows a, a gentleman here. But as far as gender, and actually with this Major Arcana card, the Strength card, it has a lady. Uh, but as far as gender is concerned, could be male, female, non-binary, take it how it resonates. Gender really doesn't matter. It's all about the energy of the cards. But I'm sharing it just to kind of help paint the picture uh, for folks who are tuning in. And so, yeah, I mean, with this Ten of Swords, Typically what this card would mean on its own is some, it really is kind of like mental, emotional overwhelm, or perhaps for you or whoever you're thinking about, there's something that needs to be communicated where it, <laughs> maybe it feels so daunting. Um, and we're all human. I think we've all kind of been there in some way, shape or form. So maybe it resonates in that way. But again, the other way that this can kind of resonate is just feeling super overwhelmed mentally. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so starting out, this could be a message from spirit, especially with having the strength card um, to, I mean, not only, you know, take care of yourself, but I mean, this could also, you know, be taken in a way where perhaps you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe you, you feel as though you've been put into situations that could potentially bring about you know, the 10 of swords feeling, or perhaps that's what you feel or perceive that it was meant to do. But because of embodying, you know, this strength energy, you've been able to overcome that, which is great. Um, yeah, so perhaps it resonates in that way. Uh, and I got a cough. <clears throat> okay, pardon me. <laughs> Let me take a sip of water. Okay. Um, okay, so if if you are new, <laughs> if I cough or anything uh, during a reading, uh, I just pay attention to that. And, and so, yeah, so maybe that is how it resonates um, for you or whoever you're thinking about. So maybe this Ten of Swords isn't even necessarily what's going on right now, especially with it being Minor Arcana and with having this Major Arcana card as like the main character, you know, major theme um, of strength here. Maybe <laughs> the picture that's going to be painted and we'll see what we get from the rest of the cards. But maybe what's happening to start with the Universal Tarot is that this is spirit kind of confirming, you know, <laughs> for you or whoever you're thinking about that maybe this Ten of Swords energy is where you were. Maybe something's going on in your atmosphere again that, you know, perhaps could elicit, uh, you know, this Ten of Swords, which the artwork on the card, it's, it's a gentleman here to, for me to get back to that. It's a gentleman on this card with all Ten of the Swords in his back. And so and so maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about kind of a feeling of betrayal, hopefully not. But but that is also something that this card could indicate. But either way, like mentally, you know, um, yeah, thoughts, mindset, communication. It, Ten of Swords does typically indicate some sort of a challenge, but that doesn't necessarily mean it can't be overcome. And the reason why I feel that way is because of this strength card. But, but again, <laughs> maybe how this is resonating, and especially you know with just where I had to cough and whatnot, 
this Ten of Swords energy might be either what you're used to, what you're expecting, and because of embodying this major arcana, you know, like this this main character, this lady, you know, what, whether it's male, female, non-binary, you know, how you identify this lady on this card, what it shows is it, she's in this beautiful gown and there's this infinity sign sort of floating atop. Um, yeah, she's got like a garland on, flowers. It's it's really beautiful. And she's taming a lion. <laughs> and just, you know, just being herself, you know, as it looks in in this picture, in the artwork here. You know, she's being gentle and has tamed the beast. <laughs> so take it how it resonates. Like maybe in your life, it isn't literally like a lion of some sort, but maybe there's some sort of situation, person, you know, person, place thing <laughs> where it, maybe it has it either in the past or maybe even currently. And if it does, you got this. Maybe that represents that 10 of swords for you. And again, through embodying you know, this strength or perhaps being grounded, having that, you know, foundation mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, that's helping you out. Or if it doesn't resonate for you that you're there already, then that's okay. Uh, this could be a very loving, non-judgmental message from spirit to, to consider, you know, that, uh, especially from that swords, you know, thoughts, mindset, communication perspective. Um, okay. I mean, yeah. And also put out there, you know, for folks who are new, if you're picking up something different from what I'm putting down, um, you know, that's independent thinking. <laughs> that's always welcome here. So feel free to take what resonates, leave what doesn't, or in general, just take it how it resonates. But we're starting off where for you or whoever you're thinking about, either something's going on or maybe it's already happened. Um, where maybe mentally, like it, it was meant to be a challenge or, or perhaps it is like understandably, but again, through embodying this strength and, and it's strength that, you know, based on the artwork, it's coming from a place of like, of, of good intentions. You know what I mean? Of, of like nurturing, like there, there is strength in, in being able to nurture, you know, to heal. That's, I think that's also kind of what the strength card represents. Like th that could also be a loving message from spirit. Maybe a little bit of that might be needed for whatever situation, or perhaps it's confirmation that this is what happened. And what we get from the rest of the cards is clarification, or maybe, ooh, there we go, maybe even what's next. Um, okay, so from the sun and moon tarot. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, so we have two cards. We have the king of pentacles and the king of cups. Um, okay, so this is really interesting because, uh, yeah, I brought up, you know, the whole major arcana, minor arcana, but now, <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I don't have to take it back, but, you know, for folks who are new with like the king of anything, queen of anything, that's might as well be major arcana, you know, just the energy is that strong. And the fact that we have a king of pentacles and a king of cups, um, Hey, maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about these, these two Kings, <laughs> maybe they actually represent, you know, some different energies in your life. Um, pentacles that's earth. And so I know I mentioned that's all about kind of our physical reality. It could be about, you know, work, building things, assets, uh, finances, you know, take it how it resonates. Uh, and then with cups, this King of cups here, that's water, which is emotions and relationships. So just to kind of summarize with a King of Pentacles energy and a King of Cups energy, as far as gender, this King could be whatever, you know, but as far as Pentacles energy, that is typically someone who's like responsible and, and just really great with, with kind of physically, you know, bringing things to, to fruition. 
And then with the King of Cups, this is also someone who's responsible. But I think especially, you know, kind of thinking about it from from that emotions perspective and, and, and trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so with King of Pentacles, yeah, you could say like reliable, King of Cups, trustworthy. So maybe this is two different energies. Um, or this could actually be one person, you know, embodying this. Or this could be you, you know, maybe you or whoever you're thinking about. You're really feeling like you're really, you know, feeling in the zone. Uh, I think as far as, you know, perhaps like feelings and whatnot really aligning with what with what's manifesting, you know, kind of in your physical reality, which... I mean, that's the flow, you know, that's a great place to be. And we could also take this as this King of Pentacles and King of Cups energy, like perhaps embodying that as something that you or whoever you're thinking about has done. <laughs> and that's what this this means from the Universal Tarot with the Strength card and with the Ten of Swords. Or again, if this all doesn't, you know, resonate for you yet, um, could be forthcoming or something to, to kind of consider, you know, to overcome this Ten of Swords energy. It's like the Ten of Swords is here, but so far all the other cards that we got <laughs> that have come out, it's it's like energy that you can kind of tap into to help, you know, sort of overcome whatever challenge, you know, is going on that might be just causing this little, this little sprinkle <laughs> of the Ten of Swords to be there, which could feel overwhelming, but it, I mean, it is possible if we take care of ourselves to be able to, to manage um, our emotions, thoughts, etc. Okay. Oof, and I got to cough again. <clears throat> okay, y'all. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm getting into the Wild Unknown Pocket Tarot next, but yeah. With me coughing again there, I'm going to pay attention to it. Yep. For you or whoever you're thinking about, you got this, um, whatever this is. But for some reason, I am kind of getting the energy from these cards that like, like this is something where it's just like, you know, real life. <laughs> I mean, situations are going to happen. Um, and it's things that understandably could trigger. Uh, but, you know, we've we've got the tools and the wherewithal to be able to like overcome that. And again, that's what strength, king of pentacles, king of cups. That's what it all represents, regardless of gender. Um, oh, OK. So a couple cards kind of like gently <laughs> fell on the floor. Uh, from the Wild Unknown Pocket Tarot. And we have, oh, wow. Okay, so we have uh, the Hierophant. That's a, another major arcana. And then we also uh, have the Six of Pentacles. Wow. Okay, and so so that's pretty cool. With the Hierophant, uh, I mean, that's a card that, I, to me, uh, it does, you know, sort of represent it represents wisdom in a sense, which we could say is something that you or whoever you're thinking about or anyone. I mean, you always gain wisdom from from kind of overcoming a challenge and and having that strength and resilience and growing from it. And so that's kind of how I see this Hierophant card um, sort of tying in to, to what we already have so far. It's almost like it's kind of like seeing things from a higher perspective in a sense. And actually kind of looking at these cards, I'm almost taking it as like. Because with the Six of Pentacles, um, for me to just kind of jump there for a second, Six of Numerology, it has to do um, with harmony <laughs> and relationships. Um, and then there's more of that, you know, Pentacles energy, you know, which does have to do with, again, work, finances, physical reality, all that. Um, so maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, like with this Hierophant and um, the Six of Pentacles together, which is actually really interesting because the Roman numeral um, on the Hierophant 
card looking at it, it it's five and then six of pentacles of course it we've got six there so it is kind of like that progression a little bit like maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about maybe like in the pentacles arena there's been some either some sort of growth or something where like integrity or seeing things from a different perspective kind of like quote unquote being the bigger person you know uh, as far as maybe this ten of swords situation like you've really had to be mature because that's also what, what this king energy from the sun and moon tarot, king of pentacles, king of cups, that's also, you know, what that represents for, for both of these energies. There's a maturity there. Um, and so maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, like you're really in that, you know, kind of in the zone or there's been tremendous growth and, and strength. And this ten of swords energy, again, maybe it is something that requires all this uh, in order to overcome that, which I think is actually quite sound um, guidance <laughs> from spirit, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, the Hierophant and the Six of Pentacles. It's almost like, you know, keep going and growing and doing the right thing. And it, like you'll continue to be in that harmony and that balance and that flow. You know, you'll, you'll be able to protect your peace. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm taking all this, you know. But again, it could resonate that all these energies coming up, you know, maybe maybe there are different, you know, people sort of involved, especially with this King of Pentacles, King of Cups. But that could also resonate with the Strength card and with this Hierophant. So maybe you got like four energies up in here. You know what I mean? Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to shift into the Oracle and I'm actually going to try to breeze through the Oracle cards. Um, yeah. That way we can all get what we need and go on about our day. Uh, I'm going to go into the uh, Angels and the Ancestors next. I think for the Oracle, maybe I'll just do one card each. Ooh. Actually, yeah, uh, no, no, I'll take that back. <laughs> Three cards came out. I think for this case, I'll take it. So, yeah, from the Angels and the Ancestors, we have the Shaman, Trust in Higher Forces, we have Autumn, uh, oh, and we also have the Druid, Hold the Space. Uh, Autumn is Release the Old and Rest. Okay, so real quick, that's actually really interesting for these because I think with Autumn, Release the Old and Rest, I feel like this is in direct response to the Ten of Swords um, from the Universal Tarot. Trust in Higher Forces, that ties into the Hierophant. And then I feel like with Hold the Space, that totally ties in with the Strength card from what I'm seeing, especially, you know, with this lady. And it, it's like this gentle strength, you know, of like through nurturing, being able to heal. And again, kind of like calm the beast, if you will. Um, and in a way where like the beast on here is like is happy. <laughs> like tail is, you know, like tucked <laughs> and everything and just like looking up, like looking real happy. And so it's it's also again, it's kind of like that energy exchange, which is which is kind of what I'm seeing from. Yeah. Trust in, in higher forces with trust in higher forces, too. Maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, like this Ten of Swords energy, um, whether it's happening now in the past, forthcoming, you know, whatever. Um, I think with just kind of trusting in higher forces, perhaps that even being yourself, you know, trusting in your higher self, um, like that's really important, like in your ability, you know, to be able to learn, grow and, and, and exercise maturity <laughs> in whatever, you know, this situation is, uh, again, or was, um, and maybe that's why we got the autumn card here, like release the old and rest. 
for you and or whoever you're thinking about, maybe you've done that. Or I mean, like I said in the intro of the episode, we in, on my side of town, we in summer right now. So maybe with autumn coming up, uh, it's something to look forward to. Or maybe that's when it's really going to start to kick in for you or whoever you're thinking about, like, you know, all this that's happening. Um, yeah, take it how it resonates. But again, Autumn released the olden rest, shaman, trust in higher forces, druid, hold the space. I, I feel like this just means set healthy boundaries, release what ain't serving you and, and hold space for what does. Yeah, don't. Yeah, but boundaries and walls are different. So, yeah. Got to be, you know, healthy about it. Take care of yourself and whoop, there we go. A healthy way. OK, we got one card that just kind of like. <laughs> flopped out uh oh cool it's pink opal uh be kind to yourself okay I mean I feel like that's real straightforward because with that ten of swords energy as I mentioned you know the artwork and you know the gentleman with all ten of these swords in in their back depending on how it resonates it could represent betrayal uh, it could represent mental overwhelm perhaps even with mental health like you know it could indicate maybe just something to pay attention to um in general, just taking care, take care of yourself. Um, and so I think that's why with this pink opal from Daily Crystal Inspiration, by the way, I just can't remember if I announced that. <laughs> I was shuffling while I was talking through the other cards to breeze through. But yeah, pink opal from the Daily Crystal Inspiration. Be kind to yourself. I mean, sometimes that takes strength. <laughs> so I think that ties in quite well. And yeah, I think with King of Pentacles and King of Cups, again, whether that's different energies, you know, here or one person separate from yourself or whoever you're thinking about, or it is you or whoever you're thinking about, um, you know, there's a certain maturity there where I feel like this whole be kind to yourself thing, like it's kind of, it's like a given. <laughs> like I see this as kind of a friendly, gentle reminder and not even necessarily an indication for you or whoever you're thinking about that it's not happening. Yeah, I think this is just kind of like empowerment and reinforcement, like no matter what life throws your way, not only do you got this, but be kind to yourself and, and others, you know, um, throughout the process. <sighs> okay, with these sacred destiny, destiny cards, it's taking a little bit. So I don't know, maybe this last message, <laughs> maybe it requires a little bit more patience or it might be something where for you or whoever you're thinking about, it's it's been a minute, you know, uh, it's taken a, a while for it to sink in, maybe difficult to hear, which which is OK, because we all human. Right. But oh, oh there we go. Uh, OK, so the final card that we have and this is from the Sacred Destiny Oracle, it's wisdom. Nice. Okay. That, I mean, that, that does tie in with the Hierophant. So that's pretty cool. As well as the Shaman. I mean, all of these, you know, angels and ancestors, cards, the spirits, of course, represent wisdom. But I mean, we've talked about maturity as well. Uh, whether, yeah, whether that's mental, emotional, you know, spiritual, kind of throughout this reading with the King of Pentacles, King of Cups energy, it's like, yeah, mixing that practical with the emotional. And okay. Okay. So honestly, with this last card coming out, overall, what I'm getting from this reading is 
either something happened or maybe you or whoever you're thinking about, you know, you're going through it. And maybe it was tough, you know, from that sword's perspective, thoughts, mindset, communication. But whatever it is, whatever you or whoever you're thinking about has done, you know, perhaps in terms of your inner work or, or your growth, like it really has cultivated a great deal of wisdom, you know, and strength for you. Like that's that's really what I'm getting, you know, from this entire spread that I'm looking at. It is really interesting focusing on the King of Pentacles and the King of Cups. Like, I mean, that is kind of like the highest that you can go <laughs> as far as the minor arcana, which is why it, it's kind of cool to like see such strong energies here along with major arcana. It's like, it's like, ooh, you know, like I'm feeling it, <laughs> especially with us being, you know, in a new month and everything kind of like that fresh start, you know, new beginnings. So overall, this could be a loving message from spirit that, you know, something to consider for this month is all of this. Like, like if you encounter Ten of Swords situations, like what are all of the things that you can do, you know, to make sure that you're really kind of staying in, in a healthy, you know, vibration, seeing things from a higher perspective and, and also, you know, honoring yourself and, and your wisdom. <laughs> yeah. The, the wisdom that you've gained as per the, the sacred destiny or that you will gain, you know, maybe it's forthcoming and, you know, throughout it all, be kind to yourself, pink opal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll close out there. I, I think, yeah. Yep. Going to close out there. <laughs> I hope this was helpful for whoever needed to hear it. And if none of it resonated for you, that's quite all right. Um, perhaps it gave you some insight into what somebody that you know is experiencing. Um, yep. If none of it resonated, just means the reading wasn't for you <laughs> and that's okay. Perhaps the next one will be. Um, yeah. Uh, overall, I think this was actually a really empowering reading. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Cool way to start off the month. Um, and if it resonates in a way where it's like, okay, maybe, you know, this 10 of swords energy is like active right now, or you're kind of like anticipating it. Um, yeah, just, you know, take care of yourself, take care of the world around you and know that you got this, you know, like tap in, tap into that higher self because it, it's there. <laughs> we all have, you know, that capability and, and you can do it. You know, that, that 10 of swords situation, um, it ain't anything that you can't overcome, you know? Uh, alrighty. Uh, I hope everybody out there has a great week and beyond. And uh, I've already said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> Just know whatever you got going on that you got this. Talk soon.